lost at last. Enough. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Ace on Music. I'm joined, as always, by my talented producer Mark and Sean. My assistant is back in the saddle. So, Hello. so this week I wanted to talk about something that might push a few buttons, but um, I think it's worthy of conversation. Uh, my my days of dealing with COVID lockdown usually results of me sitting down in the evening and putting on some of my favorite music and and listening and the other day i was in the mood for some some metal that i was listening to and i came across uh, i was scrolling through my thing and i came across one of my favorite artists marilyn manson and uh, i was suddenly thinking about oh i should listen to some manson and i you know there's been a lot of stuff in the media about him recently um, you know, about, uh, started with his ex-fiance, Evelyn Rachel Wood, coming out and saying he did all these horrible things to her, and there's a bunch of other people who've come out. And it, it got me to thinking about this age of cancel culture we have, because Manson got slammed really bad for this. Immediately his label, his agent, everybody dropped him. And, um, <clears throat> and I was sitting there thinking that I was actually feeling a little guilty about wanting to listen to Marilyn Manson, thinking, should I really still be allowed to do this? Like, should I really, am I somehow supporting some very unacceptable behavior by listening to Marilyn Manson now? And so I thought I thought we could talk about this. I mean, I've been listening to Manson since his first album came out, Portrait of American Family, back in the, in the 90s. And I think that he was one of the most innovative um musicians that it came along of that out of that entire era but um sean what do you think like you know what how do you feel about how when when you encounter artists like this who've done things in their real life that are unacceptable but does that mean that we have to stop listening to their music no i kind of try to separate myself from thinking that way i mean it's it's really hard. I understand exactly where you're coming from on this. You know, some of my favorite artists, you know, being like, I'm going to use John Lennon as an example. You know, I, being a father, uh, almost a single father at first, um, I hated deadbeat fathers because I grew up, you know, not having my dad around and not really having any father figures. And then I vowed never to do that to my, my kid, kids if I ever had one. And one of my favorite bands were the Beatles. And you think about, you know, him being the deadbeat, uh, John Lennon being a deadbeat dad with his son, you know, and there's just a lot of, I just don't, I try to separate those thoughts because I, I you know, I love music. And if, if I had to uh, separate what artists do versus what I listen to, I mean, come on, we all know that. They, they made great music and whatever they did in their personal life that, you know, it's, it's, it is hard, but you do feel guilty. Like, you know, Gary Glitter, you know, yeah, and that was another one. Him up and he's like one of the artists that I just, I won't listen to in front of people, but I'll, on a guilty pleasure, I'll listen to it by myself, but it does make me feel really guilty listening to him. Well, Gary Glitter is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Here's a guy who got in some real trouble a number of years ago, fled the law, that sort of thing. But um, 
society as a, as a whole seems to have ignored that, shoved it aside, because there's hardly a major sporting event that you can attend where you don't hear Gary Glitter's famous, you know, rock and roll song played right. there. And so apparently people seem to be okay with it when it comes to musicians to a certain degree. Maybe it's just the time, because, you know, Gary Glitter's offenses happened some time ago. But it does seem that musicians seem to get more of a free ride than, say, actors do. I mean, we're in the middle of this cancel culture where, you know, if if somebody does something out of line, they immediately get branded and, and get drummed out. I mean, the whole... Now, you have things like the Me Too movement. It was a very important movement, and I'm not trying to disparage it, but it seems like the people who got nailed under that one are treated with more harshness than the musicians. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to make sense to me, but <clears throat> so Mark, I know you have some, some points, uh, some very important points of view on this whole topic. Wh- what is it you have to say? Well, Ace, <laughs> <laughs> um, I here here are a couple of thoughts, uh, without diminishing the value of all of these causes. Um, I, I don't really believe in cancel culture. I think cancel culture is a wonderful tagline that's designed to disparage the idea that boycotts are bad. But boycotts have been here since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, uh, w- w- there was a period of time where I didn't want to buy Chick-fil-A. Uh, there was a period of time where Hobby Lobby was off my limit. I remember not drinking Coors beer because I didn't like their view of uh, my religious uh background um but uh you know buses in the in 1960s and i mean we can go on and on and on when it comes to things that we have not decided to purchase because it was in violation of our underlying beliefs and while me too was there you know i don't know whether woody allen will ever come back um and i i recognize there was you know sometimes there's not due process but a lot of a lot of things that we've boycotted through years may or may not have been true so my view here is that uh, musicians may be bad, bad boys kind of a thing and may, may have skirted it. Maybe the actors didn't. Maybe it was the political way or the um, PR way in which it was handled, where in some cases you give the finger, you know, and that's sometimes better than an apology. And, um, you know, but, but the idea that we're all of a sudden canceling artists that have done bad things, when you look back at artists that have you know, basically gotten run out of town because they married, uh, you know, a 17 year old or they were, you know, involved in, in different things. I mean, you can go even Jerry Lee Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis. And, and what's the other fellow who's written, made all those incredible movies, um, who's living in France right now. Oh, uh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. I mean, you know, my, my view right now is that this is a, this is a blip, and it's an important one when people express their views and try to make a difference, and that's fantastic. But the idea that this is something new or radical or changing is so not true. We've always made decisions on what to buy and when to buy it based on what we liked and didn't like. Man, you nailed that on the head there. I, n- I didn't really connect those two, but you're right. I, I personally will not support Chick-fil-A because of of their views on certain things. And yeah, there's other things. But, you know, going back to Marilyn Manson, when when some people I talked to about this topic in preparation for this said, you know, oh, I'll never listen to him again. I kind of sat back and I said, what did you expect was going to happen from somebody who has had a lifetime professing that 
A, he's the reverend of a, the Church of Satan. He calls his album Antichrist Superstar. He's got notorious backstage antics that go on. Did you really think that this sort of thing wasn't going to be going on? Did you think that Marilyn Manson and his lifestyle was an act? Because very obviously it wasn't. I mean, really, what did you expect from a guy who labels himself the god of fuck? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you have to go all the way on that. Is a lot in many cases what what we're you know canceling right now is are things that we knew all along. For instance, if you go back to the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, anybody who suggested that they were surprised by that has not been watching movies that had predated that for 50 years. We always knew what happened in the casting room and the pressure that was placed on uh, on actresses and 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 uh, well, everybody for that matter. I mean, it's a dictatorship in, in in a production environment and power has always been exerted. Um, and so the idea that we were canceling things because we were just finding out about them it, it, is sort of crazy. We knew all along. And um, well, just like Elvis, I mean, uh, think about that. Underage women for a long time, people ignored that, you know, and it's there's, there's no way we're going to cancel out listening to Elvis. You know, that's right. I think we're getting around to addressing issues that are important. And, and that is that is fantastic. We should have gotten around to it sooner. Uh, but it's not new. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, do do we, but I, I guess what this all comes around to is that do we stop listening to the music of an artist because, you know, because in his real life he's done something egregious? Do we just learn to separate person from performer and 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 go on from there? Because I, I don't want to stop listening to Marilyn Manson. I like that music, and I want to go back and listen to it again, but I want to do it without feeling guilty. <laughs> that's right. But I, I will tell you, you, you get to make that choice. Yes. And that's the wonderful the thing about this cancel culture thing or boycotting or whatever you want to call it. For all of your entire life, you got to make the choice over what you wanted to listen to. And I will tell you, I love Pink Floyd. I won't listen to him. I, I don't want to listen to them again. I don't like the fact that he hates Jews. I don't like that. And as a result, I canceled Pink Floyd 20 years ago because his views were out there and I didn't like them. And so that is not a cancel culture. That is a preference that I don't want to support people who have that viewpoint. I don't drink Coors beer because I don't want to support people who have that viewpoint. And that is my right. It's always been my right. And it's like I said, it's, it's, it's not a new right. It, but it's the way consumers make decisions over what brands they like, what brands they don't, and how they allocate their money. So, Very good point. Very, very good point. You know, when I was growing up, uh, one of my mother's favorite uh, artists that she would listen to quite of, often was Rolf Harris. And so I grew up with that as part of my childhood makeup and always hearing those songs. And, and of course, he ran into some issues a few years back and i have to admit it it kind of killed a little part of my childhood you know it was like suddenly wait this guy who was always you know the happy-go-lucky you know uh australian singer who sang about kangaroos and billabongs and things like that and suddenly he's off doing nasty things to people and i yeah, but you're right it's a personal decision and and um but you know 
I don't know what else to say on that front. Is there, are there any artists that, uh, other than the ones we've mentioned, that either of you would have, are avoiding because of things that they've done in their real life? <laughs> um, well, for me, I mean, of course, I'm a rock and roll fan, but, you know, I, I, growing up with, like, Michael Jackson, you know, uh, listening to him, uh, I feel it's really hard for me to listen to anything he's doing now of, you know, the allegations and that one's a big one, you know, for me. That's uh, true. I, I have no desire to go back to listen to I'm, anything, but it's not like I, I, he writes great music, you know, and he's a great artist, but it's the music is not in my heart enough to go ignore of what happened there and start listening to it. An excellent point. I mean, Michael Jackson wrote some of the biggest pop songs in the history of pop and has what is the most successful album in the history of music. But you're right. I, I, you have to wonder because when he's writing those songs, that's coming from a very creative place within him. And how much of that is rooted in this really dark side of him and dark part of him that uh, that it it's almost feels like you're complicit in a strange way, you right. know. But the the what's really interesting is the arbitrary nature of of, of boycotts. Mm. Is uh, you know Michael Jackson was never really canceled. Um, no, he wasn't. And you can look at the trial, you know, and the acquittals and whatnot. But but you know that was taken far, to a far greater extent than many folks in the Me Too uh, era who, who by all public facts, did not really commit massively egregious things or, or any at all, if I think about, uh, um, you know, a couple of the actors in particular. Um, that, you know, that we, again, it, because it's a, a personal choice and a personal styling and all that, you, you, you may feel free to consider Michael Jackson a completely protected person because his music is so great or because of whatever reasons you like. And that is, um, and that is your prerogative. Uh, but he probably was more worthy of being canceled than, than other artists uh, who, you know, for whom we've, who, for whom whose behavior we were fully aware of while we were continuing to buy their albums. So true. So true. Very interesting topic. Very interesting. And I appreciate both of you taking the time to talk to me about it. I, I have to address something. Sure. Uh, I have to defend my band Pink Floyd here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I think they didn't write music about hating Jews. It was kind of the opposite you got to really dive deep into the lyrics of what they were talking about. Actually, I don't think that Mark's referring to his lyrics. Roger Waters has been very vocal in the media about being very anti-Jew. Well, yeah, it's his, it's who he is, not what he wrote about. Right, right. Yeah. The music I loved. I, yeah. I, you know, I would put on, uh, you know, The Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz. I mean, yeah. I was really into a lot of what they did. And I actually took time to go and see them live. And, um, I mean, I, I, I was... A Pink Floyd fan, right? I just didn't want to support the guy. Yeah, no, I understand. It's, his his thought, his points of view are very confusing sometimes to a lot of people. But uh, well, he's managed to piss a lot of people <laughs> yeah, off, right? That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to thank all of you out there for your continued support. You can always send us feedback to the Ace uh, Ace Talks Music at Gmail dot com email address, or leave comments in the YouTube section or in Buzzsprout or however you listen to the show. And thank you very much to Mark and Sean for this interesting conversation this week. Thank you. And uh, why don't you come join us over at the Patreon.com platform where we're going to have our after-hour show next. And uh, 
In the meantime, everybody stay safe.